0: The bakers of Weber's Bread present your all-star Western Theater. Thripping along, singing a song. From Hollywood comes your all-star Western Theater, starring America's great Western singers, Boy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our all-star Western Theater guest for today is the all-star Western family, Jennifer, Tim, and Jack Holt appearing in a story of the West written especially for them. My name is Cottonseed Clark, and here are the Riders of the Purple Sage.
1: Sioux
0: City Sioux, Sioux City Sioux
2: Your hair is red, your eyes are blue I'd swap my horse and dog for you Sioux City Sioux, Sioux City Sioux There ain't no gal as true as my sweet Sioux City Sioux I drove a herd of cattle down from old Nebraska way. That's how I come to be in the state of Iowa. I met a gal in Iowa. Her eyes were big and blue. I asked her what her name was. She said, Sioux City, Sioux. Sioux City, Sioux. Sioux City, Sioux. Your hair is red, your eyes are blue. I'd swap my horse and dog for you. Sioux City, Sioux. Sioux City, Sioux. Too, as my sweet
1: so. The stars
3: of the All-Star Western Theater once again bring you a half hour of enjoyable entertainment with an authentic West-Western atmosphere. The bakers of Weber's Bread are interested in keeping alive the traditions of the Old West. In song and story, for they believe those old time traditions are a valuable part of the American scene. Good bread is an important part of the American scene, too, and Weber's bread is good bread, well mixed and well baked. Its golden brown crust, firm, even texture, and distinctive flavor make it appealing to look at, satisfying to eat. Write down a loaf of Weber's bread in your shopping list now, and look for it on your grocer's shelves tomorrow. You'll find that Weber's Bread and the Blue King of Wrapper will be enjoyed by your entire family. Buy a loaf of Weber's Bread and try it, partner.
0: It's guests star time, friends and neighbors, and today it has a special meaning, for we bring to our all-star Western Theater microphone the all-star Western family, Jennifer, Tim, and Jack Holt. To introduce the senior member of this grand family is like renewing an old acquaintance with a close friend. For Jack Holt is truly one of the all-time greats of Hollywood. When he was recently discharged as a major from World War II, he became a veteran of both world wars. Following in his footsteps to achieve movie fame was his son, Tim, who was recently discharged as a captain of the Army Air Force, but not before he saw 22 missions as a B-29 bombardier over Japan in four years of service. Following Tim, there came another Holt to the western stream, who has become one of Hollywood's finer western actresses sweet and lovely Miss Jennifer Holt. We are proud to present this great family of the screen and their first appearance as a starring trio and a story of the West prepared especially for them entitled, Drifty. Friends and neighbors, Jennifer, Tim, and Jack
1: Holt.
4: Well name, that's not important. Folks call me Drifty. You see, I've been roaming around the country for more than 20 years. Yes, you might call me a tramp, but I haven't always been like this. I can look back on the day when I had a good ranch, a fine family and most everything that should go to make for a man's happiness. But I lost all of that for the deck of cards. Like anyone else who was fool enough to stake their happiness against money in a card game, I lost. But, well, it didn't stop at that. I killed a man. And believe me, murder is something the law never forgets. But like I said, when a man stakes his happiness in a card game, and you know that you're being cheated to boot, well, things go haywire. And you just naturally do something that you shouldn't. I had to leave the country. My wife and my family. I became a hunted man. My wife died of a broken heart less than a year later. It was as if if I had killed her myself. But tonight, for the first time in those 20 years, I did something that uh, kind of atoned, I think, in a small way for the wrongs that I had done. I helped a young fellow who was headed down the same road as I. And it gave me sort of a peace of mind and a freedom of heart. It started just a month ago. When I rode into Tim Porter's ranch. Howdy, stranger. What can I do for you? You? You're Tim Porter, aren't you?
5: That's right.
4: I'm looking for a job, and I thought maybe I might find a place here.
5: Well, I, I might be able to use you as a handyman about the place, but pay isn't much.
4: <laughs> Just as long as I get bored and keep. I don't care about the pay.
5: Well, I'll add 15 a month to that. Hey, what's your name?
4: Well, they call me Drifty.
5: All right, Drifty. You'll find some of the boys down at the barn. Put your horse up and have them show me your bunk. Then go on to the house and my sister will tell you what to do.
4: Thanks. Thanks very much. Yes? You're Miss Jenny?
6: Yes. What can I do for you?
4: Your brother hired me as a new handyman and he told me to report to you.
6: Well, fine. Come on in and I'll see what there is to do.
4: Thanks. Just call me Drifty, man.
6: Well, that's an odd name. Where did you get it?
4: Oh, sort of a nickname, because I sort of drip from place to place.
6: Well, I'm sure we'll get along fine, Drifty.
4: Hey, sis, I'm going to town with... Oh,
5: hello, Drifty. Howdy.
6: What are you going to town for?
5: I need to get s- some supplies. I'll be in early.
6: Promise you'll stay away from Kilday's place.
5: You treat me like I'm a child. I'm old enough to know what I'm doing.
6: Well, you can't get old enough to sit in a card game with a bunch of crooks.
4: When young Tim mentioned the card game, it really hit home to me. I Reckon wasn't any really of my business in a way, but I hate to see that fine young boy becoming involved in the same thing that ruined my life. Later that afternoon... The girl sent for me and asked me if I'd help rearrange some furniture in the front parlor of the ranch.
6: Now, let's see. I want to move that table to the center of the room. Then we'll be through.
4: No sooner said than done, Miss Jenny.
6: Oh, that's fine, Drifty. I have some coffee made. Will you have a cup with me? I
4: sure would like it. Thank you.
6: Come. Come into the kitchen with me.
4: I've been wanting to say something to you, Miss Jenny. What's that? You mentioned something about your brother playing cards tonight.
6: Yes. I guess it's all right. But he's been playing with Ed Kilday's gang.
4: Oh. By the way, do you and your brother operate this ranch yourself?
6: Oh, yes. You see, our parents both died when we were very young. But, oh, Drifty, it's a long story.
4: I'd like to hear it sometime.
6: Now watch this coffee. It's hot. Thank you, ma'am. By the way... If you'll drop in tomorrow night, I'd like you to meet the boy I'm going to marry.
4: So you're going to marry? Well, just who is this lucky boy?
6: He's the smartest, youngest, best-looking sheriff this county ever has.
4: Oh, oh. I thought for a moment I might have tipped my hand to Miss Jenny. For if there's anything or anyone I steer clear of, it's sheriff's. About once a year, they generally get their memories renewed by the state headquarters with pictures and descriptions of old cases. But my thoughts turned to Tim and these gamblers he was playing cards with. About dusk that evening, I decided to saddle up and ride into town just to see what kind of a mob he was associating with. As I walked into Ed Kilday's saloon, I noticed that Tim was playing cards. As I stood there watching the game, I saw Kilday... Trimmed the boy one hand after another. I noticed that Tim looked in my direction several times, as if he resented my being there. A few minutes later, he made it very clear that he did. Difty, what are you hanging around here for? For no reason, Tim. I just thought I'd ride back home with you.
5: Well, I don't want you riding back home with me. Besides, you're well—you're putting a jinx on me.
4: But you promised Miss Jenny you'd come home early.
7: <laughs> What's wrong, Tim? Did says to hire this man to watch over you? I don't like
5: that kind of talk either, Kilday. Now, look here, Jitzy. Come on, get moving. That's an order.
4: Son, I didn't think you'd talk that way to me. But huh, I guess this game has only got your nerves riled up. Well, then maybe this will convince you that it's not. How
7: do you like that? Come on,
4: Coming from you, Tim. Yeah, I'm going to take that. But you're the first man that ever slapped me in the face and got away with it. Jiffy. I didn't mean to do that. I guess I am on edge. I'm sorry.
8: That's all right, son. Oh, there you are, Tim. Uh, I've been looking for you. Howdy, Jimmy. I oh, was just leaving. I wonder if you'd tell Jenny I won't be able to see her tomorrow night. I got some business on hand. Uh, sure, Jim. Uh, this is one of my new hands on the place. 50, this is Jim Waters. Yes, sis told you about him.
4: Yes, she did. You're the sheriff.
8: That's right. Uh, Tim, uh, I'll try to drop by tomorrow. Okay,
1: Jimmy.
4: Of course, I hadn't counted on meeting up with Jenny's young sheriff, but I reckoned it had to come sooner or later. I hit it mighty well with those two kids, especially the girl. She seemed to take a liking to me. Then one afternoon, I saw a Sheriff Jim Waters right up the ranch. He dismounted and went into the house where Tim and his sister were. Quickly, I walked around to the side of the house near an open window where I was able to hear what was being said. So,
8: Jenny, if uh, you
4: think you can get ready in time, we'll drive over this evening.
6: Oh, I'm sure I can make it, Jimmy. I'll get Drifty to finish up what work there is around the house.
8: By the way, uh, where did this Drifty come from? Oh, he just blew in a few days ago. He needed a job pretty bad.
6: And don't go asking any official questions about him, just because he's a stranger.
8: <laughs> Jenny's made a real pal out of Drifty. Oh, I'm sure he's all right, uh, but I always like to keep my eye on strangers.
6: Well, you just get your eyes off of him, Mister Sheriff Man. Why, Drifty wouldn't harm a flea.
8: Well, if he was about twenty years younger, I'd be having a little competition.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
4: It made me mighty proud to hear those two kids and what they were saying about me. Well, a couple of weeks passed and everything seemed to be running mighty smooth except for one night when Tim went into town. I had not been in bed several hours when a knock on the bunkhouse door awakened me. Who is it?
6: It's me, Jenny.
4: Just a moment, Miss Jenny. Why, what's wrong?
6: Oh, well, it's Tim. He hasn't come home yet. I'm worried about him, Drifty. It's past four o'clock.
4: I didn't even know he went away from the house tonight.
6: He went into town, but he promised to be in early.
4: You're afraid that uh, he might be gambling.
6: Oh, I don't know what to think, Drifty. He's never done this before.
4: Well, we won't be in doubt much longer. Here comes someone on the run.
6: Oh, I hope it's him.
4: That's who it is. All right. Who? Who's on? Stay
6: down. Tim, where have you been? I've been worried to death about you.
5: Come into the house, sis. I got to have a talk with you. What's wrong, Tim? Nothing you'd be interested in, Drifty. Come on, sis. What's wrong? I said come into the house.
4: I wish I could be of some help, Tim. You can't this time, Drifty. Come on, sis. I stood watching the two as they walked towards the house. I knew what was wrong. Kilday and his gang had given Tim the works. Quickly, I slipped around to the side of the house where I'd eavesdropped before. I soon learned that my heart was right. Tell me.
6: What is it? What's happened?
5: Sis, I've done it. I've ruined everything.
6: You've been gambling.
5: I've lost everything we have. Everything.
6: Tim, we couldn't have.
5: I wrote a check for the amount of money we had in the bank, and then I put a mortgage on the place.
6: Oh, no.
5: Oh, sis, I don't know what happened. I just kept getting in deeper and deeper and just trying to get out of the hole, that's all.
6: I knew this would happen. Tim, what are we going to do?
5: I got 48 hours to raise the money.
6: How, How much is it? $5,000. We haven't a chance in the world to raise that much money.
5: How much money do we have in the house?
6: Less than $500. And that's for the payroll due Saturday. Where is it? Well, it's locked in the top drawer of your desk. Well,
5: I'm in this far. I might as well try to get even with it.
6: Look, Tim... That money isn't yours. It belongs to the men who work for us.
5: Yeah. I guess you're right.
6: Oh, Timmy. It's all over now, and I'm not going to say I told you so. You try and get some sleep, and then we'll figure this thing out some way in the morning. Mm
4: I stood outside that winter and listened to those two kids talk, my heart bled for them. you have got to beat a crook at his own game. The next day, Tim and Jenny had a long conference together, and they saddled their horses and rode away. One of the hands told me that they'd gone to Charlie Raymond, a wealthy neighboring rancher on some business. I knew it would be at least dark before they returned, so I put my plan into action. I went to Tim's desk, broke it open, and took the five hundred. I then saddled my horse and, unnoticed, rode into town straight to Ed Tilday's.
7: Well, if it isn't Tim Porter's new handyman.
4: Yeah, you mean Tim Porter's ex-handyman.
7: Oh, you ain't working for him anymore?
4: No, I ain't going to stand around and have that kid running over me. Right. You saw what he did to me here a couple of nights ago?
7: Yeah. Guess you heard he got himself mixed up in a mighty heavy game last night.
4: Yes, and it serves him right. He's too young to be sitting in a game with men who cannot figure him.
7: Yeah, too bad. I hate to see the kid lose, but he asked for it.
4: <laughs> if you ask me, he got it. <laughs> Maybe he'll teach him not to gamble.
7: You know, Drifty, you got a good head on them shoulders of yours.
4: Oh, I managed to get along. By the way, do you mind if I sort of sit in your game for a while? No.
7: Anybody with money's welcome.
4: I got close to 500. I got stacked away. I might pay
7: for a while. Five hundred? Well, we'd be glad to have you. Won't we, boys? Sure. Sit down, Drifty. Take a chair right there in front of me.
4: It was working just as I planned. As the game started, I played mighty close until the deal came to me. That's when I worked in the house. Then I went to work on the house and on Kilday and his henchmen. It had been years, but I could handle these cards with perfect control. I would give this crook a taste of his own medicine. As the game progressed, I slowly built my stack of chips, higher and higher. I could sense that Kilday was getting nervous. My luck was amazing, he remarked several times. Luck? (laughs) Why, I knew every card in every man's hand each time I dealt it. Then my thoughts returned to Jim and Jenny.
5: And it points to only one person, sis.
4: Drifty took that payroll money and cleared out with it
6: him. I know he wouldn't do such a thing.
5: Well, like I said, Tim, I-, I saw him go in the house and a few minutes later he saddled up and rode toward town. Jim Waters has been suspicious of Drifty for quite a while now. I'm going to town to look for him.
6: Tim, I promise you won't do anything until you know he's guilty.
5: All right, sis. We're in enough trouble ourselves. Now we've been robbed
4: by a man we trust.
6: Drifty,
7: your luck is holding up like I've never seen before. I'm pretty lucky, all right. Yeah. You got close to $3,000 on you boys. I ain't never seen a run like it, and I've been playing cards for over 30 years. Here, Drifty, it's your deal. Now for
4: the killing. I dealt those cards so fast my hand was a blur. I dealt the man on my left and right dead hands. But to kill day, I gave three aces. The pot was jacks or better. Kilday opened. I called and raised. He called the raise and drew two cards. I stayed past. I knew he would figure me for a straight or a flush, or at most a full house. On the drawer, I dealt him his fourth ace, and he came out betting.
7: All right, Drifty. I'll bet 500. Call and raise a 1,000. Sorry to have to get all my money back at once, Drifty, but I'll raise again. Same amount.
4: In that case, I'll have to tap myself. I'll bet you every nickel I've got in front of me.
7: Yeah, bets a shade heavy, ain't it, Drifty?
4: I figured you for three of a kind, and I can beat that.
7: I'll call, Drifty. Beat these four races.
4: They're pretty good. Yeah. But not good enough.
7: What do you mean?
4: A straight flush from six to ten. Why, you... Don't move. I've got you covered.
7: You won't get by with us, Drifty.
4: So you can't take your own medicine,
7: eh? All right, Drifty, let's go.
5: Sheriff and I want to have a little
4: talk with you. All right, Tim, I know what you want. You've even been playing cards with the money you stole from my desk. That's right. That's right, Tim. And with the same man that you played with. What's that got to do with it? Just this. Kilday, here's the cash, five thousand. Now give Tim that paper on his ranch.
7: What? What do you mean?
4: I mean what I say. I came in here to win that piece of paper he signed. Now here's the money. Give it to him. I mean business.
1: <laughs>
6: Oh, Drifty, I knew you'd come through.
4: I wouldn't do anything but help you kids for anything in the world. Well, Drifty, you, you sure saved my neck. And believe me, I've learned a lesson. You couldn't get me in another card game
5: for anything in the world.
4: I'm glad to hear that, son. Mighty glad, believe me. Gambling can ruin a man's life, and I ought to know. Oh, what do you mean by that, Drifty? Oh, nothing. Let's go. Well, it's are getting late. I think I'd better hit the hay and now you kids are ready for some rest after what you've been through for the past couple of days? I gotta run along, too. Uh, I'll walk out with you, Drifty. Why, sure. Sure, Sheriff. Sure.
6: And again, Drifty, we don't know how to thank you.
4: Just seeing you kids happy is thanks enough. You
5: know, Drifty, if, if I could remember my dad, I'd like to remember him as
4: but just as a man like you. Thanks, Tim. That's the nicest thing that was ever said to me. Well, Sheriff, you said, uh, you'd walk out with me, so... Sure, let's be going. Good night, Jenny. Tim. Good night, Tim.
5: Good night, Tim.
4: Good night,
8: Drifty. Well, Drifty, uh, what are your plans?
4: What do you mean, Sheriff?
8: I'll not beat around the bush about it, Drifty. You've done a great thing for those two kids, and because of Jenny, I appreciate. But,
4: uh, Well, You know about me, don't you, Sheriff? I'm sorry, Drifty, but I do. It would never do for those kids to find out. What if?
8: Drifty, regardless of what you've done in the past, I figure you've made amends for it all. If I took you in, my conscience would never be free again. If the law has to get you, then I don't want to be the man who does it.
4: What are you getting at?
8: Get on your horse and ride away. I haven't seen
4: or heard of you in these parts. Thanks, Jim. And Jim... Yeah, Drifty. Watch over those two kids, will you? That's a promise, Drifty. Goodbye and good luck. Well, I reckon I'll move on to some other part of the
7: country.
1: Yeah, what
7: the not know.
4: Her mother, God rest. You see, Jenny's my daughter, and Tim is my son. <laughs>
0: neighbors, your all-star Western family, Jennifer, Tim, and Jack Holt will return to you in a few
1: moments.
3: Cowpunchers who worked the great cattle spreads were saddle toughened, accustomed to hardship and used to being alone a great deal of the time. They had a lot of time to think problems through as they rode fence or searched the brush for strays or night hawked the herd from dawn to dusk. For the most part, cowboys were reserved in manner and short of speech. When they spoke, they went right to the point. They didn't waste any words. For instance, a cowpuncher who liked Weber's bread, who thought that Weber's bread was really good bread, who liked to eat Weber's bread for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and in-between meals, and who wanted you to share his enjoyment, wouldn't waste a lot of time and talk. If he thought Weber's bread was good enough to recommend to you, he'd just say... Try partner.
0: And now, here is Four Willing returning to the microphone with our three great stars, Jennifer, Tim, and Jack Holt.
8: <laughs> you know, we have so many stars on hand today, I hardly know where to begin. Of course, uh, naturally, I uh, prefer Miss Jennifer.
5: Dad generally does the talking for the family boy. How about taking him on?
4: Just for a minute, I, just a minute, will you? I think I've done enough talking for the last 20 minutes.
6: Well, if they don't get around to it, I will. I think it was wonderful being here today on your all-star Western Theater, and especially being with Dad and Tim.
4: And well, that goes for me, too. And I would like to say, this being one of my very rare radio appearances, that it was a real thrill to work with my two kids. Ladies and gentlemen, it was very nice being with you. And I hope that I will have the privilege real soon again.
8: Oh, uh, by the way, Tim, did you and Miss Jennifer have any idea throughout the story that Drifty was your father? Ah, we we knew it all the
1: time. Goodbye,
8: folks. And goodbye to
0: Hollywood's great and grand families of hope. Well, here they are, folks, men of the West from out of the West with a real song of the West. America's great Western singing stars, Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage, singing Bob Nolan's Cool Water.
2: All day I've faced a barren way without the taste of water. Water Old Ann and I With throats burned dry And souls that cry For water Cool water
6: Clear clear water
1: Water water. Keep a moving,
2: Dan Don't you listen to him, Dan He's a devil, not a man spreads the burning sand with water. Then can you see that big green tree where the water's running free and it's waiting there for you and me? The nights are cool and I'm a fool. Each star's a pool of water.
1: Cool water.
2: But with the dawn, I'll wake and yawn And
1: carry on water Cool, clear, water Keep
2: a-moving, Dan, don't you listen to him, Dan He's the devil, not a man And he spreads the burning sand with water You see that big green tree where the water's running free and it's waiting there for you and me
0: From Hollywood, you've heard your all-star Western Theater, a VM Bayer production starring Foy Willing and the Riders of the Purple Sage. Our guest stars for today have been Jennifer, Tim, and Jack Hope, Hollywood's first family of the Western Screen. My name is Cottonseed Clark. Next week, another great Star of the West and a Story of the West.
3: came
0: to you from the studios of KNX Columbia Square. KNX Los Angeles, Columbia Station for Southern California. Stay tuned for the Jack
1: Kirkwood Show after this brief transcription. (laughs) After this brief transcription.